Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of 99 Potions, the premier fanby podcast for all things role-playing games. I am one of your hosts, uh, editor-at-large for fanby.com, John Warren. Hello, I've returned from a week of driving across the frozen wastes of the middle of the country. You know, those pesky flyover states we've heard so much about the past 24 hours. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've settled into the central time zone and I'm so happy to be back on this show with my two RPG pals. Featured Featured I thought you were going to say featured Christian, and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me? Uh, first of all is featured contributor Natalie Flores. Hello. Hi, John. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. I am also doing <laughs> stupendously. Perfectly so, splendid we're for doing, those of you who have watched Bly Manor. We're doing great for, we're doing for great, every reason at Fanbyte. And also joining us, of course, my other RPG pal, uh, the wonderful, magnificent managing editor, Stephen Strong. Hello. Yakuza! Okay, so okay, so you did say before this that you had a bit that you wanted to do. Was that it? Yakuza! Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so Natalie, when you... <laughs> okay, so Natalie, when you said uh, that you were already knew this would be good... <laughs> um, you know how in the 2016 election, exactly four years ago, so many people were like, Hey, Biden's, I mean, Hillary's totally gonna win, Trump is totally gonna lose, and they were wrong? Yeah. Yeah. This so, is, is that, this is, it, so that's that. So that's that feeling so, for you? Yeah. Okay. Like, I was certain it was going to be good. Right. And then it, it wasn't good. It took me good. by surprise. I, honestly, but you know what? It's Steven. So I love everything that Steven does. Yeah. I was about to say, I, 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 I am more warm to what just happened than I think you are. Steven, that was great. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was great. If it was anyone else, <laughs> But wow. because it's Steven. <laughs> I love Steven. I just wanted the people to know that 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 behind this door is a place called Camarocho, another dimension, a dimension of big boys, a dimension of crime, a dimension of uh, RPGs, a dimension of mouth, a dimension of sound, a dimension of Yakuza Like a Dragon, the hot new JRPG release that will be out, I think, next week. I think it's, I actually don't know what the release date is off the top of my head. Well, the the 10th, right? I mean, it'll it'll be out, I think, the day Xbox One X comes out, which is the 10th, so. Yes, yes, yes. It's been out in Japan for a little while now, but I have been playing it here on the pl- on the uh, personal computer uh, here in the United States, and uh, the embargo just went up for it today. So <laughs> did it? Figured. Well, yeah. <laughs> Un- unclear to some people, it seems like um, the rollout for this game for to press has been extremely odd. Um, as are are you getting morning. a sense that maybe the PR folks uh, at these companies are maybe getting a little? I don't know, confused and tired with, I don't know, two next-gen console releases within two days of each other. Within two days of each plus, other. Yeah. Plus, like, During four, a pandemic where time is just a total social construct. Right, during, the, the during an election. A presidential election. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm getting the sense that maybe that some folks are not keeping their eye on the ball, which I totally get. But also, uh, yeah, there seems to be some confusion with the embargo stuff with some folks. Yeah, um, yeah. it's a bummer because I think um, uh, there's no, uh, you know, a lot of times there will be some kind of, let's say, confusion, more like uh People PR do not want people getting early codes to games to talk about games early if they're bad. Right. But this is the exact opposite situation. I don't think I've seen a single negative review of no. Yakuza Like a Dragon out there right now. <clears throat> Certainly my own written review that you can go read at fanbyte.com. Which is incredible. It's really good. I read it. That was the first thing I did this morning. It was the was first one I read. Yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. I appreciate really that. Yeah. Um, it was also a very positive piece, and I think everybody else has been very positive on the game. I think yeah. um, for the most part, people are down with like the new direction that they've taken this one, and uh, you know, it's a really good jumping on point for people to get into the Yakuza franchise all over again, which it's kind of makes it a, a little bit of a watershed moment the franchise once again so i thought it was yeah. worth talking about on a full episode of here of 99 potions I with my agree. two favorite 99 <clears throat> potions co-hosts or if and you want to get into it first at all because i mean i have like i've mentioned before i have yakuza zero and i have yakuza kiwami mm. but i think this one i'm just going to kind of i don't know if you think that's a good idea as the yakuza expert like just sort of like putting those on the back burner and starting with this one because the way that you've talked about this one in our news quests and past episodes and the ways in which you will talk about it as we continue on with this episode, they make me really excited. Like I, I felt something besides dread and disso <laughs> like dissociation today while reading these reviews, specifically yours. Um, we will also talk about a few other reviews that I wanted to shout out um, that are really wonderful. Uh, and yeah, so I'm thinking of just putting those other two on the back burner once I have some time and graduate uh, yeah. and play this one first instead. I think you, Natalie, specifically would really appreciate Yakuza yeah, Like a Dragon more than the other ones because it is definitely those other games are RPGs. Like, don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. this is the one that is most um, classical RPG like down to constantly and I'll, I mean, constantly referencing specifically Dragon Quest <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> that's uh, so funny to me. That, like, yeah. That's so funny. I mean, it's like it's they do don't own the light like Sega doesn't no. touch that license there's like no connection in the and everything I've seen is just like this is just like Dragon Quest it's uh -huh. like oh all right like, that's cool in, in point of fact as the people who also publish uh, Persona you might say that Square Enix is like one of their biggest direct competitors in that space <laughs> which is such a funny thing but uh, you know Dragon Quest is Dragon Quest it's an institution and yeah. uh, Ichban Kaska the main character also views it that way because uh, he is the new uh, main character of this game. So that's one of the big things about Yakuza Like a Dragon is that it's a huge new starting point because it's a brand new character, a brand new main character versus uh, Kazuma Kiryu from the previous uh, seven numbered games and their various spinoffs. <laughs> Um, though those games had other playable characters, but Kiryu was always a playable character. You never, you never didn't get the chance to play Kiryu in a right. given Yakuza game. Um, and now uh, that torch has been passed to a slightly younger dude. He's, I think, 42 when most of this game takes place. Uh, Kiryu was getting up into close to 60 by the end of Yakuza. Uh, God, that's wild. That's so yeah. great. That's so great. I love that. I mean, it is honestly one of the things that I think, like, 
Sega does well on the RPG front is that they like at this point because they you know bought their way into owning Persona, uh, they are one of the only companies out there setting RPGs and JRPGs in like contemporary uh, right. settings. You yeah. know, which is such a refreshing thing. It was a refreshing thing back on the PlayStation 2 when Persona 3 came out. And it was like you know, kind of the first Persona 4 was definitely the one that like really brought it to the West. But Persona 3 at the time was like, whoa, it's like an, it's an RPG, a turn based JRPG set in just like the modern day. And that felt so wild at the time. Yeah. Um, and Yakuza, especially like a dragon, um, takes that even farther just by like setting all, a bunch of that sort of stuff. It's, it's wacky, but it's not like magic. Uh, even though you have a magic stat in this game, all your characters <laughs> do have a stat that just is called magic, which is very funny. Um, the reason being which that uh, Ichiban, he is a Yakuza, uh, as the title of the game might uh, tell you. And he is an orphan who was raised mostly by sex workers in a soap land, which is a uh, sort of... Japanese, I don't know uh, what you would even call it. it like pr- prostitution is a very complicated thing in Japan. Spa mm-hmm. says Jordan. Uh, I, spa mm-hmm. that also offers sexual services um, mm-hmm. because prostitution in Japan um, is a very letter of the law situation. Right. Um, you can get away with a lot of stuff if you just like um, kind of avoid certain technicalities, and it is largely overlooked by the police quite a lot. Um, so he is mostly raised by sex workers um, and then ends up uh, we, we get a very long dedicated intro to his sort of upbringing to his kind of ties to the organization the Tojo clan which is the same Yakuza group that Kiryu worked for and um, he, eventually there's a time jump because he goes to prison for 18 years and comes out <laughs> those those pesky prison sentences for things that people don't do basically yep. right <laughs> oh yeah so it's funny because like he is as a character incredibly different from kiryu right but they are playing a lot of the greatest hits of right. the kiryu yeah. saga like yeah he's also a dude in a red suit who is a yakuza in the tojo clan who goes to prison for a murder he didn't commit and comes out and finds everything has changed in his tojo clan um in what's this a cell phone yeah i mean yeah it's just 100 percent yeah um, it doesn't go quite as uh, Yakuza 6 in particular with Kiryu got very like look at this fucking old man doesn't understand what a Roomba yeah. is <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not quite that level but uh, there is definitely like a big scene early on where he's just like how do you fucking make a-? I, he, like he gets a phone somebody gives him a smartphone and he, he's like okay I just gotta call somebody and I can finally use this phone and he's like how do you actually call somebody on one of these fucking things <laughs> that's all I want to do <laughs> Because he knows what cell phones are. He goes to prison in like 2001. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's not ancient. so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he just needs a jitterbug. That's what he needs. He mm-hmm. needs one of the, he needs one of the phones for old people. He needs an old man phone for sure, yeah. for sure. He needs um, a razor. He needs a, mm-hmm. oh, he needs a T-Mobile sidekick, as do we all. <laughs> as do we all, yeah. That was a good phone. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the last good phone. <laughs> Some would say the last good phone. My media on Twitter. <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, I don't want to go too hard into just like laying out the story unless people ask questions because there it is dense. There's so much, and I yeah. just end up going on and on and on and on. I think the first question I I had, and, and you definitely address it in the uh, written review, but I, I want to talk about it some is just like is that shift from uh, Kiryu, who you know I think I think you put it as by the by the end of yakuza 6 was just a force of nature and so yeah. it's like it's really tough to go 
somewhere else beyond that, you know, with that character. So the fresh start makes sense, but how successful is the fresh start with this new new protagonist? Uh, it's very good is the, basically the short version of it because yeah he uh, personality wise is extremely different from Kiryu who Kiryu is a guy who walks into like a room full of you know 30 dudes and you just know ah yeah this motherfucker is going to take these guys <laughs> sure. apart he's going to go Rajima <laughs> and then that guy's going to go Kiryu-chan and then um, everyone's going to fly through a wall and yeah. it'll be fun um, he's going to take his shirt off and everyone's going to explode everyone's gonna hoot and holler and then explode (laughs) right and instead what we actually get very early on with this is because uh ichiban is way more of a goofball and even in the story is like a grunt he is not the dragon of dojima uh as like kiryu ends up becoming called like kiryu becomes an urban legend even among the characters of that universe um ichiban when he goes to prison is like a a schmuck he's like a low-level dude who um nobody really respects one bit there's they they do a lot they spend a lot of time setting up the idea that even low ranking people in this world do not really like give a shit who he is or what he's up to and he has a kind of a more comedic bent to him that also makes him feel more mortal a lot of the time Mm. um so you get a lot of good stuff where it's like oh this could go bad. Like, like this guy's got a gun. And if it was Kiryu, Kiryu would just take a bullet and be like, fine at the end. But if this guy's got a gun on uh, Ichiban, who knows where this is going to go and where it ends up going pretty quickly is that he gets shot by somebody he trusted. uh, And then his body quote unquote is dumped in a new city. You are a fish out of water in that sense. Somebody patches you up and you barely manage to survive, but you lose all your money. You lose everything. So he's trying to climb his way back up the social ladder. And part of that is gaining a crew of new friends because unlike previous Yakuza games, which were mostly all brawlers, like sort of 3D beat-em-ups. This one is a turn-based classic JRPG Dragon Quest Final Fantasy VI type game. And you get a bunch of party members who join your crew over the course of the game. And a lot of Ichiban's character uh, and who he is and who they are is expressed by like spending time with those characters in a very persona-like way, even, where you will do activities with them, you will uh, go drinking with them, learn their stories, you have, like, a bond that is very similar to, like, a social link or a confidant in the Persona franchise, um, where you will, like, spend time building up a bar uh, to get them to open up about themselves, and then your relationship will rank up, and then they will unlock new upgrades and combat and stuff like that. And overall, the sort of stories that you tease out about the people and like their backgrounds and who they are as well on top of Ichiban are like really good. I really, really, really liked what I've seen so far. And they're like really emotional um, for as goofy as they try to present Ichiban a lot of the time, uh, especially when he's with his friends, it gets pretty not bleak is not the word because Yakuza is just, just a very hopeful franchise, but it gets um, serious, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he brings levity. But he brings levity and and like respect for these people and stuff like that. In the sim- much the same way that Kiryu, especially in the previous games, um, was always kind of like a lot of the humor and also the like heart of previous Yakuza games was presented as Kiryu being this like 
um, preternaturally supportive older man who is just like <laughs> incredibly <laughs> emotionally competent in all situations and would run into weird random strangers and be like, you can't let anybody judge you for who you are. You know, like just constantly helping out uh, random people who are in the uh, disenfranchised and in the, you know, uh, weird forgotten parts of society. Uh, but they kind of drifted in and out of his lives. And sometimes they would become NPCs that you could hire for some mini games and stuff like that. But by and large, those were one offs. And with Ichiban, uh, that stuff is stuff that you build up over time and get to know these people better through. And as because they're with you throughout most of the game, and it's a very long, very, very long game, uh, you get a lot more of it, too. And those relationships get to be a lot deeper and a lot more interesting. Who's your favorite character and why? Or that at least besides Ichiban, if it applies yeah. to Yeah. Um, so the kind of the, the, the first main three that you get early on are a uh, uh, homeless ex-nurse named Nanba. There is a <laughs> there is an ex-cop who got demoted to becoming like a DMV driving instructor okay. who then got fired from that too. <laughs> who's also on your team. Uh, and then you get a, um, a hostess uh, who runs a bar or a former hostess who now runs Psycho? a bar. That's Ayako. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear more about her after. Yeah. Well, well, I can get to it right now because so oh. far, out of the main characters that I've found so far, she's probably my favorite party member. Ooh, yes. I want to hear more about her. How the game treats her because she is the first sort of concrete, like playable, playable. female character in yeah. this series, yeah. right? Playable in combat, you could play as Kiryu's daughter in Yakuza Five, but that was gotcha. um, a. Sort that was like a rhythm game sort of um, business management sim that she was yeah. uh, always playable in. I don't think she ever really fought. Um, whereas Saiko is just a party member. She just engages in combat like everybody else. She has various jobs, jobs in the like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest sense of like classes that she can switch between just like everybody else. Uh, it's not really any limitations on that other than she has a different set of jobs than a lot of the other dudes do. Everybody has um, their own unique job skills that they're allowed to bring into combat like Nanba because he's a nurse can do a lot of healing stuff and um uh what is it uh uh trying to remember it's like called the thug or something like that is the is like Ichiban's like special job that he can do like where he gets a bunch of um very flashy moves with a baseball bat and can knock people down a whole lot and that's cool that's psychos Psycho has a bunch. Um, right now, I've got her in, as, ironically, just uh, like Haruka from the old games. Uh, she's mm -hmm. in, like, her class right now is idle. So she does, like, a lot of buffs uh, and stuff. Mm. Uh, and she can steal uh, MP from enemies. So she can constantly just be casting, quote unquote, spells throughout the whole game. <laughs> um, nice. but she has a bunch of other stuff too and you unlock more I don't think I've unlocked everything just yet because a lot of that stuff is tied behind um, raising your uh, uh, companion ranks with them yeah um, but I like her setup quite a lot just like her story in the game because it's tied to kind of the first or like really big major um plot beat in this game i guess it does it actually uh, in a lot of ways like a dragon is very good at emulating the rhythm of a dragon quest game in that dragon quest especially like mo modern dragon quests are there is a overarching story usually but it's usually presented in like arcs similar to like a shonen anime 
where it's like, hey, we're going to spend 10 hours in this town learning about their problems and fighting this main villain and this big boss at the end. And then this will be a complete thing. And the first one of those in Like a Dragon is there is a a sort of uh, an elderly home or home for the elderly like that is taking people. And this will be mild spoilers for fairly early in the game, but still because the introduction is so long, it's a couple hours in, but there's like a uh, home for the elderly that is taking people and that, and like, Hey, you pay to, you know, bring your dad here or whatever. And then they like lock them away and like, okay, now if you ever want to see your parents again, you, you got to pay us money. And then uh, some uh, of those old, so is, older people. So is that bad? That is pretty bad. And it gets worse. Yeah, it seems bad. Okay. <laughs> there's more to it than that. Um, because, uh, some of the older people are disappearing in the, uh, in this home Ooh. and it's like, oh, that's yeah. not good. Right. And um, Sayako gets introduced to your uh, crew as a result of all this stuff because uh, her dad is in one of those places. And uh, you end up learning a lot about her relationship with her family and stuff like that. And because she's kind of a um, kind of a tough person, like not tough, but like she's um, she's gone through shit. She's gone through some shit. And like she like it's an interesting angle on her thing with her family, because a lot of the times I feel like in media, it's a very common trope. And it's, you know, it's just a thing that happens in normal life of like people who are too controlling uh, and too um, that butt their noses into other people's business in their family too often. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes what we see is like a story of emancipation of like those characters getting away from controlling and overbearing parents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in Sayako's case, it was actually her that was that. She was the one that was like way too controlling in her family. She ended up making a lot more money than her dad did in her job because she was trying to support her family. And then her dad ended up feeling um, like inadequate as a result of that. And she tried to um, kind of control her sister's life too much and found herself getting pushed away by her own family. So while she, you know, you get brought in because her family is in danger. She's actually estranged from her family because she realizes that she pushed them away. And I think that's like a super interesting angle to put on these characters uh, and to her in particular. And not one we see a lot in games or any media. No, like that is just that alone. And that's not even factoring whatever development she gets across, what is apparently 40 hours. Yeah, um, probably way more yeah. than that if you play more of the side stuff because there's tons yeah, like, of it. Yeah, like even that is is so interesting and complicated. And I can relate to some of that as well. Like just hearing about that, I'm I'm excited to get to know her. And I'm glad that the first like party like member that is a woman in this series that you can play in battle as um it seems like she's been given um just like similar treatment to everyone else she hasn't been like i i know that the yakuza games have generally good politics from what i hear um or at least even if they had bad politics they've retroactively sort of gone back to fix that and work on that yeah um but even then though mm-hmm. previous yakuza games have very like uh often given women very little to do if they have any role whatsoever in the games mm-hmm. yeah um and so this in is this a nice case, change yeah and it's it's baby steps i still think they could be better in a lot of ways the, there is still a lot of like um, it, I wouldn't say like the, the, the characters are not leery like they, they don't leer at her and stuff like that or anything like that there is in fact like a, a bunch of scenes early on where they're just talking about uh, like how she ha- feel like he uh, uh, Ichiban calls her 
his like buddy and it's just like mm-hmm. wow i've never had like a, just a friend that i can just go out drinking with and go hang out with like this because i pushed my family away um uh, by and didn't realize i was doing it sort of thing mm-hmm. um so it's just like a kind of a mutual friendship but at the same time there is like comments about her like you know about certain characters especially bad guys will like comment about like her appearance and stuff like that and mm. um there are other women characters that play major roles in this game is another thing i'll say so it's not just like her Yay. either oh, there goodness. are yeah um <laughs> there are concern. It, it, it's still like again baby steps in the grand scheme of things but it's still nice to see them moving in that direction um to have like more characters that are like in positions of authority and power that are also women and like characters that are in positions of just like being your support characters in the same way that a bunch of dudes had been in previous yakuza games you know like they, they mm. fill multiple different kinds of roles in this game even if they are in like the vast vast minority of speaking characters do you have some major criticisms in that regard so far (sighs) not super major um other than just the general sense that like um the all the like basically the i mean this is just true of every character in the game so like everybody's just (laughs) conventionally attractive um like (laughs) sure there's like a lady uh gang leader that you meet at one point uh that i don't want to spoil too much because it's kind of a big reveal um who these gang leaders in this in yokohama are um but you know everybody's just very like either very attractive or they are you know there are times where certain especially like npc enemies will be like ridiculously exaggerated you know or or made grotesque in certain ways that are just Mm -hmm. kind of like oh you guys could do better with this for sure yeah um you alluded to some of the job system stuff. Like, how how is that set up? Can anyone be anything, or are there kind of jobs like specific for each character? There are definitely jobs that are specific for each character. Okay. Um. Again, because Nanba's a nurse, he gets like a healing class. Um. But also because he's like a homeless man, early on his like his job his the class is literally called homeless guy. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um. And so he has a bunch of healing abilities uh, because of his nurse stuff, but also because he uh, is used to sleeping on the streets, he can just heal himself at any time by just like like uh, okay. flipping into the air landing on the ground and then just sleeping immediately on the ground and healing okay. himself. Okay, well, okay. You can maybe do a little bit better yeah, uh, on on the idea that uh, a homeless person could just heal themselves yeah. um, better like, than other like, people. It's a little questionable, but it's also so fucking funny. It is funny. Kind of funny. I mean, no, I mean, like, I, I love these kind of literal ideas of, you know, taking these, like, jobs or classes and, and, and applying that very kind of creative layer on it like that's very creative but but also just that example is like okay well all right how do you throw yourself into the air (laughs) or like uh there will be characters who are like oh this is a yakuza guy and so it's like the game is constantly trying to translate uh classic archetypical like jrpg Uh ideas into what would that look like if you were just in a hyper exaggerated version of the modern world yeah um so like taunting or like enraging enemies you know where where you lose control of somebody and make it so that they can only attack and you can't control their attacks uh, or their commands will be just like a dude coming up to you and the screen just says like yakuza uh nanbei says uh starts mad dogging 
Ichiban and he just like leans forward and like starts making like shitty faces at you and being like come on you piece of shit fuck you and then that will like give you a status ailment because you're so pissed at this guy being a just a big dummy like being a big wiener in front of you it's, or it's, it's like conceptually very similar to me and and I can't believe I'm going to make this comparison but okay. it's for a good reason in a second but but it's 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 kind of like those South Park games oh that, yeah in the sense that like I loved that as a concept, these kind of like archetypal um, RPG roles kind of like, you know, uh, translated to a real modern world, except that that South Park shit was just behind a layer of South Parkness. So I never I never cared or or was super into that. But it's like I love this idea and the fact that it's now in a Yakuza game. I'm like, oh, okay, this is my opportunity to really sink my teeth into this concept so i I think that's pretty exciting yeah that was in service of like making shitty like both sidesist um south park jokes of course right 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 right. whereas this is a game instead where uh the sort of central concept of what's going on is that um a like corrupt police force is funding a shitty right-wing um like (laughs) group like youth group kind of thing to go harass sex workers in the streets as part of a re-election campaign for a politician that they like um because he's like we're gonna clean up the streets of kamarocha it's like this the organization this like shitty um hitler youth ass group is called the uh it's called bleach japan because they want they want to bleach out the gray zones is what they say. Cool. Uh, cool. Have- mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, oh, no, 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 you go on because you were uh, I was gonna, uh, after you. They they all wear the same shitty white t-shirts that all just say BJ in huge letters on them. Which <laughs> <laughs> is very funny. Um, and early on, they're like harassing old women and, you know, like people and uh, illegal immigrants. Like they're trying to get rid of lots of various people who are in the margins of society um, to basically like uh, pr- prop up this tough on crime politician who's like a former cop who um, put like innocent people away into jail um, to so as not to besmirch his like uh, election campaign chances and that's why uh, your uh, ex-cop friend is uh, no longer a cop is because he saw this happening he tried to basically get uh, an innocent man out of jail and the police commissioner who ended up becoming the governor of Tokyo um, w- basically brushed it on the rug and uh, got him out of there. He like um, demoted him to like the CMV, which I guess in Japan, the DMV must have cops in it, I guess is just kind of how that works. Um, and you know, he, he went sent this innocent man to jail because he basically didn't want it to come out that he had um, uh, convicted an innocent person, despite the fact that evidence came forward where it's like, Oh no, this, this person did not do it. Um, I think that never happens in real life. No, no, not at all. Exactly. So it's like, you know, I love this kind of fictional world that they've woven in this game. It's great. Yeah. And John, you're actually not the first person to make the South Park comparison. Um, One of the reviews that I wanted to shout out today was Bella Blondeau's review at The Gamer. Oh, yeah. That Um, was a good review. That was a really good review. Um, And in the review, it says that... um, 
Ichiban pledges to become a hero, a local that fights for good and sticks up for the little guy, even if it isn't easy. In a lesser game, like 2014's interminably cynical South Park, The Stick of Truth, <laughs> this would be played for a cheap joke. Yep. But where Like a Dragon's narrative succeeds is in the way it smartly frames Kasuga's perspective. In the real world, the quote-unquote little guys are the working class wronged and shunned by our unjust society, and good is a dismantling of their oppressors. And going back to that conversation that we had about the goofy, you know, like the homeless guy class and that <laughs> like super special ability <clears throat> and whatnot, I think... I think part of what makes it like I feel like 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 Bella says here in a lesser game like South Park um, that would come across as entirely offensive. Um, but I feel like we're able to sort of find the humor in it and in the creativity because the actual story of the game seems to really go out of its way to humanize people like him. Yeah. Like I really like this line from Bella's review where she says, um, where many uh, where many games would make cheap jokes about hoarders and people with diaper fetishes, this one humanizes them through memorable side quests. And I thought that was really interesting and I yeah. would love to hear more about that and the side quests in particular. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason that the um, like the the lay down and sleep to take a nap and heal up thing is allowed to be funny is because this is also a game that like before you have ever get that guy as a party member who can do that sort of stuff, it spends like two hours humanizing like this homeless community and it's why just, people are there. It's just that it's the it's the very clear difference between punching up and punching down. Totally, when you're yes. when you're when you're doing something like satirizing the human condition of like you know uh, just class warfare you can you, you have two choices to punch up or punch down and yakuza usually typically um punches up and yeah. and i think that's like a big 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 difference between that and something like south park totally so. yeah michael hyam at GameSpot, whose review is also excellent it's also amazing. excellent and shout out Shout yes, wonderful friend of, the show, friend of the show, Michael. We love you. Um, I really loved the sentence in his review where he says, "Well, like a dragon's uh, climactic political drama leans on the outlandish villainy of a power-hungry few. It takes narrative opportunities to express clear opposition to anti-immigration, anti-sex work, and anti-poor politics and key story beats. And these themes also become part of what drives Ichiban and company. So it seems like it's not just something." Like plot really, it's it's very character driven and it's so integral yeah. to Ichiban and totally. his group of people and I think that is wonderful and again just really illustrates the difference between punching down and punching up. I mean, the way to phrase this was like John to your comparison, like in a South Park game, the homeless people with like powers like that would be no name NPCs that you kick the shit out of and then they get like bloodied up because it's South Park and they're sprites and that's the, the humor is that these little kids came over and kicked the shit out of them for right. no reason. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's like it's a party member, you know, it's a right. guy who's on your side and using that stuff to like, um, you know, help him in combat and stuff. Um, so Who it makes has a, huge a difference. story and the narrative that he has agency in. Totally. Mm -hmm. Right. He's yeah. a made Nanba is a major, major part of that game. Like he is yeah. he is a huge part of what is going on in the like overarching plot of uh like a dragon for sure. And everybody kind of is to to lesser and greater degrees. Uh, but Nanba is one of the most important. We've been talking him. we've been talking about this stuff for roughly 40 minutes and I just want to take like God, a moment that to long? just well kind of but it's like we I'm not I'm not trying to rush this I'm just saying it's it, I do want to say just for one moment to go 
like uh, a homeless person in your party, a a a a, a aggressively pro sex work stance game. Like that stuff is bizarre. Like that is unbelievably strange and cool to have in a video game in 2020. Like if we're talking about I don't know, Grand Theft Auto or whatever, all this shit is just flips completely yeah, in a totally. A shitty direction and people wouldn't think well i mean people outside our circles wouldn't really think twice about it probably so yeah i do think that's amazing and the sex work thing has definitely been something that you steven have been kind of privately talking to us about since you got your hands on the game just about like wow like this is pretty just clear about the stance of these good characters in this game to feel a certain way about these things and it's like cops because that's yeah sure yeah the the best cops are the ones that aren't cops anymore and it's just like like good cops don't stay cops (laughs) that's the old saying right like and (laughs) that that's not unique to this yakuza game either like other yakuza games have had kiryu had like a detective buddy in that game who over the course of time like quit being a cop and started becoming a reporter instead you know right. over the course of the yakuza games or yakuza 4 is all about um the like scandal of cops building a secret for-profit prison um on japanese soil and like you unraveling that conspiracy and taking down the police uh, as a result <laughs> like that's the plot of yakuza 4 back can, on the playstation 3 you know can i kind of throw a cultural question out there that mm-hmm. i i'm not sure any of us have the answer to but it might be worth asking someone else in the future but it's like how 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 is how are these themes received in japan like are these are these kind of you know also unique in in the sense like are they establishing something that is not a common kind of viewpoint or like are these kind of transgressive games in japan like i'm not really aware of how that is viewed i guess um yeah i don't actually like a lot of this stuff me neither okay i don't 100 know myself we should like, we should we should figure that out we should maybe have we should get somebody who does that. know that i would love i would love to do, i would really love to do that because i think like it, this stuff is super transgressive here yeah and and yeah. i think i think it's like you know if anything i keep hearing these kind of like well you know there's some regressive ideas about these things in japan and blah 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 but like I, I don't know like I, I I'm just I'm so curious about the the cultural um pathways through which these things are created and I don't know we should my we should think about that my very very layman's understanding is that Japan is very much like America in a lot of ways in that um in the current political moment of Japan is very much um being run or has been run in recent years by a shitty uh few who used corruption and like political um thing like political skullduggery to get into power um we wouldn't know anything about that not at all no i should say um that yeah i'm a very i'm very much a layman on this i i've never seen anything like this before um (laughs) and um a lot of the like rank and file just like normal people of of japan much like a lot of the rank and file normal people of uh, america are actually like uh, very much against a lot of that stuff similar to that stuff tends to get like you know um, weirdly exoticized and lionized by a lot of Western uh, shitheads. I, right. I guess I'll call them who are like, mm-hmm. well, in Japan they don't do this. Like, like they they just know that it's okay to make fun of uh, queer people, and it's just like, no, motherfucker. No, there are there lots are of queer people in Japan. <laughs> there's a lot of queer and trans people in Japan <laughs> fighting for their rights every fucking day. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and uh, you know they have their like shitty uh, current prime minister who is uh, apparently finally done one two sca- one scandal too many, <laughs> um, <laughs> and has basically been like quietly ousted. Um, Shinzo Abe, who uh, can you can you imagine one scandal too many over here? <laughs> yeah, like I know, what right? does that even look like? Okay, anyway, we can't we can't yeah we can't go into it. it. I don't know enough, but, the, uh, but I did yeah. I did do a little bit of reading about this stuff beforehand. That's but interesting. Yeah. One of the things that you brought up in your review um that i i thought was really interesting is is this kind of gameplay wise you know obviously the shift to um turn-based you know role playing but it's like you know a lot of the things that you could do around these cities were maybe window dressing you know they were like you could do them but were they that integral to progressing in the game like eating at a restaurant or whatever because you could just be good at the game and not get hit in these live action brawls that take place and then just slam healing items constantly if you just stocked up for sure and 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 you kind of pointed out that like all these things still kind of exist in like a dragon but they might but they they arguably have a lot more utility in like a dragon than they did in previous yakuza games because of this gameplay shift so i don't know maybe talk about some of those shifts um a bit and how they've kind of changed the the way the game is structured. Yeah. I mean, the one thing right off the bat is just that the fact that it is turn-based at all immediately introduces like an economy of action that was not present in previous games, you know? Right. Um, you know, obviously Yakuza had things like animation priority and things like that, but at the end of the day, you could just hit pause, slam a stamina and slam a, uh, <sighs> toughness, whatever healing item you happen yeah. to have, and you would be fine. And if, as long as you brought enough into combat, like you'd be fine. And the game was always, the games were always very good about, uh, making sure you got tons of those anytime you were going to be in a combat heavy story area. Um, whereas in this, it's like, well, you only get one action per character per turn. So if somebody's about to die, like you have to decide to yourself, am I going to try and damage this enemy and take them out? Or am I going to heal them with an item? And that is such a basic JRPG element, but already adds like such an extra layer to like what Yakuza is that was Mm -hmm. not present in the previous games. Yeah. Um, And it adds like, you know, since you're caring for other people in your party, there is a sort of sense of attrition of being worn down after fight, after fight, after fight, after fight um, and like losing mana and things like that that you have to take into account and sometimes that means going to a restaurant and eating but then they've also added in new elements to the game that just weren't in previous yakuza games um to also make that trip feel more worthwhile where characters will have conversations with each other over food and have these like custom little dialogue scenes uh similar to again to like a persona or something like that where everybody has like a unique little anecdote that they'll give to each other and so they do a much better job of integrating the sense of place and the sense of personality of all the different characters into the gameplay that you're actually doing from moment to moment cool Um, I think it's good. <laughs> I think yeah, it's good it sounds mix. good. I mean, it seems to add a mechanical value that also weaves in the you know vital story stuff, which is you know when when you can get those stuff to talk to each other, that's uh, that's a good a game. I that is say. a good a game. Yeah, I don't pay the taxes. I put the car <laughs> into space. <laughs> oh, hey, um, yeah, and just. 
I'm really, I mean, just also making it a turn-based game to begin with, like, I think adds a level of approachability to it that is not present necessarily in those uh, other Yakuza games, because, yeah, you could just burn your way through healing items and stuff like that. But also if you weren't like good at the brawling elements of those games, I think they could get oftentimes, especially during some boss fights, get very frustrating for people. Sure. Uh, even for me who played a lot of Yakuza games, if you didn't happen to have the right upgrade that where it made it so like, Oh, you can block unblockable attacks or, Oh, you can parry this or you can do whatever you, you have this stance unlocked. Um, if you weren't good at that stuff. Like it was easy to get um, hit by these hurdles that would keep you from progressing through the main story. Whereas in this one, you know, it's menu driven combat. And I think, yeah, uh, there is a level of turn bait. Like there is a level of approachability and like broad appeal to turn based games that you see in things like um, even civilization, you know, obviously it's a very different style of game, but just making it turn based, I think opens up the, potential audience to who can appreciate a Yakuza game and how they can appreciate it at their own pace that is maybe not there before, which is cool. That is cool. Yeah. I just can't help but think about, and I know that we keep going back to this, but I mean, especially, I mean, we're recording this on November 4th, so if y'all couldn't tell by by the the energy levels (laughs) and the comments, um, but I... I like I, I was joking about this before we started, but reading the reviews made me feel something besides like dissociation, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it, it just comes. Big I think mood. it comes at a really at a really good time. It I does. Think. Just uh, just seeing this, like reading every single review, at least the ones that I've read, mention just how committed the game is to you know, having good politics to humanizing the people that are so often forgotten in the grander narratives of society and whom are disenfranchised and marginalized in every way possible. I think it feels particularly cathartic. I wanted to play this game just because of what you had said. And it's about high time that I played Yakuza anyway. But just hearing all this and seeing people talk about this at length in their reviews, um, it, it just it's really cathartic and meaningful. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nice little light in the middle of everything right now, which just kind of feels really awful. I would say that like all the Yakuza games to various degrees have felt cathartic in a lot of ways and have brushed up against like political themes before. And part of the catharsis around that is then like, okay. And because Kiryu is a force of nature at the end of this, you get to punch this conspiracy to death. <laughs> you know, Like <laughs> you get to kick so good that they stop, they shut down this like shitty for-profit prison. You get to kick so good that they, that the U S stops building a military base in um, this resort town in Japan. Um, which is the plot of Yakuza 3. And this one, God, I think... Is, like, isn't that the dream? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in this one, you still get kind of get a lot of that same emotional like thing of just like, ah, I, I get to power up. I get to grind and get levels and rank up my jobs and get better loot, get better gear to 
like towards the eventual goal of taking down these fucking shitty scumbags who are fucking this like dumb motherfucker with his slick back to the side part in his hair. This like shitty bleach Japan guy who sucks so hard. And I get to punch these like evil cops and like cop politicians. I've almost said competitions, but that's not a thing. <laughs> oh God. What a grim, grim fucking Republican future. Of this, like, <laughs> competitions. The best, the, the, America's best cop. Oh, oh Kamala God. Harris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Oh, um, I love, I just love how the best case scenario is going to, yep. <laughs> Anyways. Would you say the quick question? Yeah. Would you say that this is since all the Yakuza games have a pattern of doing this? It seems. Would you still say that this is the most explicit one about its politics, or the one that goes off the hardest? Like, I'm curious about. That. Yeah, I think part of it is that it feels it just feels more immediately relevant, whereas like those other games when they got into some of this stuff. Um, they were oftentimes, uh, my understanding, in some of those cases, were pulling from real world events and like making st- like stories kind of ripped from the headlines to lesser or greater degrees. But this one, A, it just feels so broad because it has so many more characters to kind of have threads to tug on that are outside of just like a big muscly dude who wants to make sure that his like a found family and his bound brothers are okay. Um, because you have a character who is a hostess because you have a character who is a homeless guy because you have a character who is raised by sex workers and uh, like has a re- deep like respect for them. Um, yeah. You can hit such a broad spectrum of things and it does a very good job of making sure that it, uh, presents to you that all of these things are connected. These things are not disparate uh, problems. It's not like if if these people are coming after these like th- this group of people. If they're coming after sex workers, they're also coming after the poor. If they're coming after the poor, they're coming after immigrants. If they're coming after immigrants, they're coming after blah blah blah. And it's all part of the same like ongoing thing. Uh, and it's a conspiracy. It's like a big, you know, melodramatic thing in the same way that all of the Yakuza games are. But it has so much more ground level um, room to breathe where you can meet all of these characters and spend time with them for such a long time um, and let them be humanized uh, from their perspective and not just the perspective of the people who are trying to put their boots down on them, that it comes across mm-hmm. much more, um, I think, realistic and much more human as a result. Got it. And uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a damn good game. It's up there with some one of some of my favorite games of this year for sure. Um, definitely one of my favorite RPGs. Um, how how far is it ranking so far in your Yakuza list? My Yakuza list pretty damn high. Um, Yakuza Zero might still be my to this day my favorite game in the franchise. If I had to take a swing at it, but I would say this is not. This is either number two or number three. Like this wow, is, this and you're is not high. even you're not even done with it. I'm not even that's done, really, quite done with that's it. That's really yet, high though. praise. Yeah, yeah. I think they do a really really good job with a lot of this stuff. They've taken a lot of lessons that they've learned over the course of the years, and they have refined it. And they have, like I said, in some cases, taken baby steps towards some better ideas around some of the problems that they had. But the game was already polished themselves so uh, much to a, like such a mirror sheen over the course of seven games that it doing that like it's starting from such a like as a jumping on point that also has all of the lessons of the past that also makes a lot of better decisions in how it presents uh women in a lot of cases and you know other stuff like that 
lets it start from such a position of strength in the franchise that um, it's really, really interesting to me, like what they do from here. I'm, I'm very curious. Do they make another Ichiban game that is a turn-based, you know, JRPG, or do they do they make a brawler with this guy in it? Like, I'm I'm very right. curious how they view this. Is this the uh, is this a spinoff? <laughs> like Judgment was like the, the they did a they did a brawler spinoff about uh, a lawyer character in a previous uh, game called Judgment. Um, I play that one too. It's good. Um, or do they view this as like, okay, and now we'll do like a dragon too. And which is, I don't even know how they'll, uh, end up presenting that name because, um, the, what the Yakuza games are called in Japan is just like a dragon. It's a resident evil seven ah, situation. Gotcha. Biohazard mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Totally. Um, the dragon also obviously references the fact that like it, he sees everything as dragon quest, which again, for as serious as the game does get, like it is also very goofy because the whole thing is that this character, um, played a bunch of dragon quest games. And so everybody he sees in the world, when you get into combat, he starts seeing them as JRPG characters. So there's like that, <laughs> that like initial, like random battle music starts playing. And then everybody like morphs and like does a common writer transformation into like some weird wacky character. Um, so he'll suddenly be wearing a breakdancer co- outfit because he's in the breaker job. And there will be like, these enemies will be like, um, here's a naked man inside of a full trash bag. And his attacks are, he roots around in the trash bag and throws garbage at you and the garbage can do poison damage, you know, uh, or here is a, um, guy with like a giant, um, cause he's like a chef, like he's an evil chef or something like that. And he'll have like a giant rolling pin or, you know, things like that. And then they all have very punny names and their eyes glow red. And he's like, looks to his party members. He's like, you guys seeing this shit? And they're like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But like another character will be like, well, he's just got the soul of a gamer. <laughs> he's got, Oh God. <laughs> he's got the brain of a gamer for like through and through. And he's like, okay, well, I guess this is, I guess we're just doing this um but it allows them to be very wacky and silly with a lot of their stuff in ways that previous yakuza games got but didn't usually incorporate into the combat very often so like i think i've said it on a previous 99 potions your your summoning in this game is a uh, like a fucking task rabbit app called pound mates <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. which they uh, call up because at first they think it is an escort service and then they realize, oh no, this is a service that you can call where freelance like um, guys will show up and just like kick the shit out of somebody for you. But they all have unique abilities and they're all tied to the sub stories uh, that you unlock throughout the game. So like, um, I forget his name. He's from Yakuza 2 actually, the guy who has the typer fetish that you mentioned earlier, Natalie. Um, mm. you can call him up as a pound mates, um, app purchase and he will like cry so loud that it debuffs all your enemies at once. It like lowers all oh their attack God. and their defense. Oh my God. Big mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got like a big final fantasy style summoning animation where like, uh, he pulls out his phone. Ichiban pulls out his phone and he's just like tapping furiously at the thing. The camera like zooms past his face, gives him this extreme close up, but he's like, I choose you. <laughs> and, some, <laughs> and like the like, clouds part and lightning strikes. And then these like, just random people that you've met throughout your journey start appearing and like beat the crap out of your enemies. Um, oh my gosh. There's a oh, whole, 
there's a whole side thing in this game of like uh, you have a Pokedex basically, but it's a Pokedex for just like all the random strangers you meet on the street who are like um, a trying to hit you in different ways so like oh here's this weird fucking flasher who wears a trench coat and flashes people uh and he could register him to your pokedex uh for this guy who is like trying to register all the different kinds of creeps out there <laughs> so he can help uh better protect people it's just a very dense game and a very goofy game uh, yeah i was gonna say like is there no point where you got overwhelmed by all that this game has there is it is such a measured start, and I would say, like, oftentimes in a way that I'm, I worry sometimes if people are going to come into this game and get a little bit bored of watching cutscenes for so long, because it's probably not, I think it's like chapter five where you unlock the job system for the first time. Like, it's a ooh, long time. Ooh, that's... Wow. Do you know how many chapters there are? I uh, don't actually off the top of my head know the the but just top five is but I'm like, in chapter nine right now six uh, there there are not six chapters uh, there's definitely more than six <laughs> uh, says Jordan um, I'm in chapter nine right now I believe um, and yeah I unlocked the uh, job system you 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 have jobs before then uh, it's more that you unlock the ability to change jobs uh, in okay. a round in chapter five um but yeah it it very slowly doles out a lot of this stuff i think partially and i talk about this in my review a lot because it feels like sega was a little bit reluctant to give up the like huge spider web of story and lore that they had built around yakuza up to that point even if they were creating a new character and a new sort of uh beginning for the franchise they wanted yeah. to also start from that same place of like hey here's a bunch of history here's a bunch of relationships here's a bunch of drama here's a bunch of beef all right now you can play the game <laughs> which i mean hey the cutscenes are very good the acting is very dramatic and and fun and um over the top and exciting in all yakuza games and that's no different here it's just there's a lot of it uh at the very front of the game um for sure so if that is not your cup of tea, if you are worried that the game is going to be uh, very, very, very slow, or if you don't like, if you are somebody who skips cutscenes and just wants to jump through it, maybe don't, maybe don't check this one out. But um, I think that the story is worth seeing for sure. So it's not the worst thing in the world. And it's it's out. On, well, it will be out on current gen consoles and PC, but also Xbox One. X. No, jeez, oh, no, yep, Louise, yep. The uh, the Xbox Series. <laughs> Okay, family of consoles, mm -hmm. as well as PS5 a couple days later? I assume so, yeah. I Now I'm thinking that the PS5 version specifically is actually coming out later. I think that's true. It is. The, March 2021. PS, yeah, the PS4 version will be compatible for PS5 yeah. and have you know some loading improvements and things like that, but like the actual graphical... Uh, upgrades you'll see won't come till march so the, that's pretty uh, wild I think, well i think microsoft paid for timed exclusive uh exclusivity on probably this one. yeah probably um and you can also get it on uh game pass it um, is on game pass yeah that's true so, yeah um i uh, this went from being a thing that like you know i was gonna more or less worry about sometime next year to yeah. maybe the thing i start with with xbox uh, something that X. i really need to get in before the game of the year just yeah begins. yeah i i, I kind of resigned to just kind of let this one slide until next year but i think your review and 
um, just this conversation kind of made me go, okay, this actually sounds kind of like something I would love right now. So um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I know, yeah. me too. I'm so if, excited to play it. If somebody is out there getting up Xbox Series X or Series S, I almost said Xbox One X. That's not what I meant. Um, if you are getting one of those consoles uh, right now, like, uh, I don't know what else you're playing on that thing. This is like kind of the perfect right. game for that yeah. uh, for that new hardware for sure. Like the way the photo that you put in the chat is that the gang leader? That's the gang leader, and I needed so you, hot. <laughs> I needed Natalie specifically to see this character. I'm saving that as a meme. I knew you okay. would. <laughs> Thank you. Hot lady with a gun and purple hair. Uh, I definitely knew <laughs> Natalie would want. <laughs> Uh, I am no longer asking. <laughs> I am no longer asking for Yakuza. Uh, um, this is uh, this was great. Thanks for sharing a ton of your uh, very, very, very keen insight about this game, Steve. Yes. Like, I feel like there are a few Yakuza experts in the industry, and you are undoubtedly one of them. Steven and it is, is such one. a privilege to hear you talk about Yakuza here with us on Fanbyte. I agree. That I agree fun. with that. I actually feel the same amount of like, I, you know what? It's a privilege, honestly. Oh, thank you so, both. Yeah. It's a privilege to be with you guys every single week, honestly. Ah. So. And honestly, it was a privilege to hear you go, Yaku. This is very good. Thank you. Um, we'll, uh, we'll probably leave it here for this week. I think we've got, uh, first of all, really, really fun series of shows that we have for, uh, the month of November. This is one of the only shows pulled to pull the curtain a little bit. One of the only shows at fanbyte.com we try to plan in advance. So, um, <laughs> we got some cool stuff coming this month, uh, which I'm super excited about. Um, Yay. but, uh, yeah, if you want to check out all of our podcasts, you can go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts. We have a lot of good stuff there. A lot of good stuff coming. Uh, it sounds like K hole episode three is coming next week. Um, sounds like we've got, uh new spawn on me that's coming this week of course um uh, Khalif has gotten his hands on a lot of things early uh from the next gen consoles so that's exciting to keep an eye on yeah um and yeah um natalie where can people find you on the world wide web People can find me at Twitter. That's at Hardimisa, H-I-M-E-C-I-A, where I'm trying to not tweet about the elections. I just, no thoughts that empty right now. I fucking snapped this morning. I started tweeting about it, and I know I shouldn't, but I did. I know. I allowed myself one tweet. It's a a sickness. It's fine. We all succumb to it at some point. It's fine. Um... Yes, I mean, to that point, speaking of gig economy, well, California fucked up big time last night. Anyway, so big time. Um, Stephen, where can people find you on the World Wide Web uh, tweeting about the election? You can find, don't read my tweets about the election, please. <laughs> well, you don't, don't do it to yourself. If it, don't don't worry about me, I'm fine. Don't You don't need to see anybody's tweets about the election. Um, but if you want to see my tweets about anything else, uh, you can go to uh, twitter.com and find at Steven Strum, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M. You can also Amazing. go to fanfight.com and just read my stuff, like my review. Yeah, uh, Steve, Steven has also been uh, pretty disciplined about writing uh, 
pieces uh, every, I don't know, day, couple days. Uh, and they've all been wonderful since you've started to do that. I don't that, so. fucking know how you do it. You're yeah. like the managing editor of such a wonderful site and you still manage to put out banger pieces yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's good stuff. Ah. Well, it helps when I have like a really, really good um, boss who has basically like dragged this company kicking and screaming out of the hands of like a shitty um, former manager and basically completely uh, 180 the entire process and a really good um, writer who works on the weekends. Wow. I didn't even even fish for that one, but thank you. I caught a a big one. That was like a a swordfish off the coast of Miami. (laughs) (laughs) You take that swordfish and you beat a guy in a trash bag with it over the head. (laughs) That's exactly what I want to do. It does ice damage. John, quick question. Where can we find that (sighs) absolutely incredible boss? Wow. Uh, If you're referring to me, then you can find me at Floppy Adult. Um, We might. Okay. Uh, (laughs) um, You can also find our wonderful producer, Jordan Mallory, at Jordan underscore Mallory. Uh, Jordan has made all of our lives uh, a lot simpler over the past few months since stepping into this role. And has been Uh, dealing with just no end of technical issues recently in a way that is just very frustrating, but also incredibly uh, vindicating to know that Jordan handles it like such a pro. A total champion. Uh, And... um, yeah, so we're doing good stuff here at Fanbyte. We're very excited about the next year. Um, boy, you know what? Even though things are kind of weird right now, um, I, I just want to celebrate Fanbyte, and I want to I want to celebrate it by just kind of scooting up to the bar, yep. and um, I don't know, just asking the barkeep for. Something to kind of quench our thirst in these trying times, and we can clink Boy, our. Are we uh, thirsty? Yeah, we are thirsty, and we can just kind of clink our uh, our little vials together, and uh, just uh, and 